0: to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. Ah. (laughs) Hi. How are you? I am, of course, your host, Mark Kushnez, recording another episode super late in the day in the recording process in the I Need to Get This Out later today process. It is currently 8.41 in the a.m. on Tuesday, April 11th 2023 it's uh it's been a time I've been doing a lot of optimization over the past few days and change getting things into order in order into order sounds weird I did not like that after that came out of my mouth I was like Ugh, maybe I should just restart this entire show because that made me feel disgusting even though it's not a big deal. But I've been doing what I can to continue the process of having it so there is nothing that will be a distraction to me. I won't be thinking about this thing or that thing as non-essential as it is. I've been doing a lot of, and I've mentioned this a few times directly with my friends if they want to be considered that. (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is my negative way of looking at myself again, but I've been doing a lot of burn this all to the ground with my life where I'm just, I'm trying to get rid of things as much as possible. And I'm just giving things to people. I'm here, you want this? How about this? You want this? You want this? And when they they say, how much you want for it? Radio silence. Radio silence. I'll tell you I'll take I'll take whatever they want to give me, but uh I ain't gonna push anything. I ain't gonna I'm I, I I've said this before. Horrible at valuing things when dealing with friends. Because I just look at it as hey, we're friends. I scratch your back. When you try to scratch mine, I recoil in disgust. <laughs> but I think I'm about burned out <laughs> in terms of what there is to get rid of that I would be okay getting rid of and shouldn't regret or in a more accurate sense, things that I still would need. Because I'm just trying to get rid of everything, have as little clutter as possible and I have almost completed uh, I've just about completed to a happy extent to a I'm good here I don't need to be concerned about what I'm missing in terms of my blu-ray collection there are things I'd still like to get that I don't have but aren't really a priority or a pressing matter which isn't including the good, the bad, and the ugly UHD slipcover which I gave up on months ago because it's just fucking ridiculous and I ain't I ain't paying a hundred dollars for a fucking slipcover and the one regular <laughs> why why can't I think of the reproduction the, the essential copy, the fake, the, the custom, but exactly as the original or as close to it as they decided to make it. One, which they sell for $25. I don't know about the quality of the paper stock. And two, I don't like the ways in which it is inaccurate. It does look cheap in very minute ways that probably don't bother a lot of people that's why a lot of people have been buying them as opposed to getting an official one for four times if not more the uh, cost of the, the, the repro but there are just a lot of things in terms of the size of certain images or font or the not aspect ratio not portions the oh my god what am I trying what is the what is the term I should I should know this as an artist and a designer off the top of my head the not the alignment but the the, the placement of things and the way in which certain things are not evenly split down the middle. To have font that is, it is up against one side, and then there is this space on the other side, and that's not the way it's supposed to be, and it looks cheap. It looks, it looks fake in that sense. And I'm not, I ain't paying for shoddy work, repro man. No. And then I saw some other custom ones that are of different artwork that I really like the artwork of, but then I saw one review where the person said the 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 quality of the printing of the art is really high, but the paper stock they use is very low quality, very thin, very flimsy, flimsier than uh, an actual slip cover and that immediately turned me off. And when that turned me off, I said, <sighs> you know what? Fuck custom slipcovers. It, it could be a, a... that. It's a good thing for me to not get into the the world of custom slipcovers. Because that could be a dangerous hole to fall into. It could be an expensive hole. It could fucking... No. If something doesn't come with a slipcover in the first place, I don't need to give it one. They should have given it one that I could have then paid too much for later down the line if I didn't get one with the original release. But my my, my big get recently was the slipcover for A uh, Few Good Men, which goes for ridiculous prices. But I saw someone put up a listing for a, a used copy around $18 or something plus shipping with a best offer option. And I always, when I see these, and they're not from big sellers and, and more so individuals, I'll look at the description to get a kind of sense of if there may or may not be a slipcover included, depending on how they word it. And then I'll message them and ask them. And in a handful of cases... There have been sellers who have had the slip covers they don't mention it in their listing because I don't I, what I don't understand is how these people with slip covers don't do, do they not look at any other listing of the thing they're selling to see that hey people care about this or look at sold listings People will pay more when you have this stupid fucking piece of cardboard because people, myself being at the top of that list, are fucking stupid. And we like stupid things and we'll pay for stupid things because we are stupid. I won't pay a crazy amount, though, for a slipcover. Fuck that shit. Hell no. I will, I will, I will, at the most, secondhand, after the fact, after a a, a slipcover has gone out of print. Typically, the most I'll pay is what the original MSRP for a, a Blu-ray was, which is something I don't typically pay in general ever. And that's around like the, the $30 mark or whatever. But more than that, no. I'd, I'd pay probably, I'd probably go as, as high as 50 for the good, the bad, and the ugly one, especially now since it is the only... UHD specific slipcover I am missing I, I'm missing Blu-ray slipcovers which I don't even know Which ones I'm missing I think uh, I think any of the ones I'm missing There are Shout Factory Releases and Those two can go for Ridiculous prices and I, I don't fucking care I, I, gave, I gave up I, I'm trying to complete My Blu-ray collection cause uh, Whatever man Whatever man and I know I'm missing some of the older Disney ones because I didn't care back then and when I started buying Disney stuff I was much younger I had less money to burn <sighs> I know this is all very exciting but I, I don't have anything else to talk. I got a few games to talk about which I'll get to and I don't think I talked about I don't remember when the news came out between this episode and the last one, the rumor of a Sony or a PlayStation. We don't need to say Sony, okay? Or the, the, the report may have called referred to it as a Sony product, but a handheld PlayStation device that would be remote play only, requiring you to own a PlayStation 5 in order for it to be usable. Device. Did I already say device? but there's apparently a rumor saying that it is it is very much so happening and it's going to come out before the PlayStation 5 Pro and something else, or I don't know. And that it is remote play only, no cloud gaming, so no PlayStation Now. Is that what it's still called? I don't know. I don't know. Well, who cares? And no... On device dedicated gaming. So it's not a Steam Deck equivalent, not a Switch equivalent. It is more in line with a Wii U, but less so because it is remote play and therefore connecting via your router and type of shit. I don't, it seems like the dumbest shit in the world. It is maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. Um, but if it's not Maybelline, maybe it's just fucking stupid as hell. Unless it is a hundred dollars max, I think that is the absolute ceiling for a remote play only device. If those rumors are to be believed, I can't imagine or understand why it would only be remote play and not also cloud. Maybe because it still doesn't. It doesn't make sense if it's just because. They want a device where you don't have to pay an extra subscription fee. Just have that as an option. It doesn't mean you have to pay to have cloud gaming. You can use it as only a room play device if you want, but also having it have the option to do cloud gaming. Why the fuck would you not do that? There's, the rumors are all saying, oh, it's this, and you say it's that, but that sounds fucking stupid as hell. <laughs> I I don't understand it remote play in my experience on either platform xbox or playstation hasn't been great i have a decent connection doing it for me has always had a lot of artifacting or compression the quality the latency is nowhere near where you would want for most games sure you can you can get away with turn-based things, or less twitchy stuff, but it's still not an ideal experience, so I don't understand it, I hope it's not true, or if it is true, that it is wildly incorrect in, in terms of what the device will be capable of, but who knows. Who knows? We'll we'll see or not see, in which case it doesn't exist, and that'll be a good thing. There was also some images. Is there gameplay or just a little? There's some uh, stuff about a Persona 3 remake, which is apparently very far out, but we saw some video and a little bit of a jet set radio remake. I don't, I, I never really played any of the Set games, so that's not super exciting for me. But Persona 3, there have been these rumors for a while now, seeing that footage. I am 100% in, but they better still use the evokers, I think they're called, to shoot themselves in the head to summon their Persona. If that is removed from the game, I fuck you. Just put the gosh darn PS2 version, not the PSP crap. I don't. The, the portable one is probably fine. I just I, I prefer the the way in which it uh, is done in uh, the PS2 one, and I would like that to be ported as well. I know that's not going to happen. They're not going to put two old versions of Place Persona Three on new platforms. We're stuck with portable as our only option. But yeah, those are some rumors and shit. That happened. That exists. Anywho, so played a few games, and the first one I played. I also been dabbling with streaming again, just testing it out, making sure everything works. Don't know how I feel about it. It's okay, I guess. I'm I'm going to continue dabbling with it, and probably maybe interacting with chat even less than I have. I I want to make sure. The most important thing for me, if I start streaming again, which I think I do need as a kind of escapism from life and being able to interact with people. However, I want to. I, 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 it's not that I wanted to. I needed to, and I need. It's not even that I needed to. I need to do it myself. Is make sure I'm always in control, and that. I don't let myself get distracted by all the streaming crap when playing the game. I still want the majority of my focus and my attention to be on the game. Because that's the most important thing. I I don't want to miss anything, whether it's a gameplay element, a visual element, an audio element, a story element. I, I don't want to miss out on anything because I am paying attention to fucking living large in chat going woof 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 every fucking five minutes. Jesus I don't know why you kept going woof 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 buddy. You just kept going woof woof woof. You did it the one time and I'm like okay I get it. They're, we, we're talking about who let the dogs out You just kept going and going for like 30 minutes after we stopped talking about who let the dogs out which wasn't a long conversation it's driving me crazy Uh, if I hear another woof 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 from you then send me back all the freaking DS games and Switch games I sent you woof 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 there god darn it fucking woofing and woofy. but the game I streamed last night was the library of Babel and this is a stealth uh, side scrolling stealth platformer with beautiful beautiful art that does pose a problem, fantastic animation that doesn't pose a problem and an incredibly convoluted, complicated exposition heavy story with a lot of reading that if you don't have reading comprehension issues, you may get a lot out of it. It seems like there's a lot there and a lot to take in and it's, Well written when you get past. It's it's decently written. It's not high arch or anything. But it's it's solid writing when you get past some of the ridiculous names of things. Because this is taking place in a type of post-apocalyptic world, it would appear. Where I don't believe there are any biological life forms left. And everything is an android or... Robot. What's the difference between those two again? Is Android the humanoid version? I can't remember the differentiation. I think so. Maybe. But everything is an Android. I'll just call them Androids. Because Google is sponsoring this episode. (laughs) No, they're not. But you are in this world and You're one of many. And because everything is mechanical and all that jazz, things have names like B34567H2DSZ44.10. And I'm like, the, the game throws so much story at you right from the start and so much text and so many names and words that are just... They might as well be gibberish for someone who has issues with comprehension that I checked out of the story very, very, very quickly because I could, I just, I could not, I could not compute. I am biological, but my brain is, I don't know what it is. It's not mechanical. It's, it's biological, but it's, it's, it's stupid biological. That's not that's not nice. That's not nice. It's not nice for me to call myself or my fellow reading comprehension people uh, reading comprehension deficient people stupid because we're not stupid. We just... Our brains are wired a little bit different. And that sucks. It's frustrating. It, it, it's, it's super frustrating to deal with that stuff on a daily basis. It, it makes reading harder. It makes... And I mean just reading a book harder. It makes a lot of things harder and it, it can make you feel dumb especially when you're not diagnosed when you're younger and people think you're just not trying and your English teacher was it holds you back great even though you're doing so well in all your other classes that you being lazy in this one class doesn't make a whole lot of sense maybe there's something an underlying issue that's a uh, More important factor, Mrs. Edwards, you fucking bitch. (laughs) Who's laughing now? Oh, the Library of Babel. I guess it makes sense that there'd be a lot of reading and writing in this game because it's called the fucking Library of Babel. It's all coming. It's all coming. Yeah, I get it. But in terms of the game, like, so, like I said, it looks fantastic it doesn't have it's not a very colorful game it's a a very muted palette with a lot of earth tones a lot of leafy greens and browns and 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 colors of that nature and it looks really really good and the animation is fantastic it is very reminiscent of classic platforming adventure games like uh, out of this world, another world. Uh, the original Prince of Persia, Flashback, and, and games of that nature, with very, very uh, accurate. I don't want to say accurate animation, even though that, that they do. They just they they feel organic. It it feels more real, but unlike the, those games, which Usually had very delayed input. The, the latency felt off. It, it, you always felt like there was a very noticeable amount of time between input and action that I think was part of design or, or maybe a, a technical limitation at the time. But it is a very responsive game and it feels really, really good. However, Going back to the visuals and, and the the issue that they have, despite being very, very beautiful. I love the, the art direction as well. It, it, it has a very... I don't know how exactly how to describe it in a word. I was going to say something like... Yeah, this is just not dystopian. But as good as the visuals are... They get in the way and because it is a very muted palette with a limited color palette and not a lot of colors and shades to differentiate between what is interactable and what is just part of the background, what's part of the environment, it can be hard at times to realize, to, to, to know what. Is something, for instance, you can walk on top of, can jump on top of, can interact with, and what is just a part of the background and there to look pretty. So there there was a time where I saw a platform in the distance and I thought I had to jump to that platform. However, the giant tree branch below it that I thought was in the background was actually what I could walk on. And that platform was in the background and I couldn't interact with that and there are multiple cases where it's hard to tell what you can interact with and what you can't and because of the way the animation works and the gameplay works there are times where you have to be very and not to, you have to be very deliberate with where you are jumping to grab onto a ledge pixel wise So yeah, you have to be somewhat pixel perfect to to interact with certain parts of the environment as well so that does pose a bit of a problem and, and leads to minute moments of frustration, but it wasn't as problematic as it could be. And overall, the, the times it was annoying were heavily outweighed by it working well most of the time. And I think it's because of how responsive the game is and because there isn't that traditional expected Delay between input and action, so that you felt way more in control of your character, as opposed to having having that that slight disconnect because of the delay. But the the majority of the gameplay, once you get out, so the, you're doing two things mostly. It, it would seem a lot of fetch questing, uh, a lot of talking with people. Lot of reading again and getting these little tasks like getting a fuse for a, a character so he can open up the shop and then you'll be able to buy stuff from the shop, getting some oil for this one guy so he can fix his machine. But then you get the oil and you're like, Here's your oil! and he's like, I can't, what, you want me to just dump this? I need something to put it on the oil, I need something to pour it there. And it, very in a, in a even way that I won't make a mess and I won't spill it all over the place. And then you have to, I'm assuming, buy this stupid fucking magic lamp from that shop that you open up with your fuse that costs way too much fucking money for these kids who really want this game bot, which is a Game Boy, of course, and that's at the shop too for way too much fucking money. Why am I going to spend that much money, which is a currency you lose one? Ver- one tick of one. Let's just call them coins. They're, they're like shards. You lose one shard of every time you die, but you can easily regain these because certain parts, uh, certain shards, will respawn when you leave a, an environment and return. So you could you could technically farm them if you want, which would take a long time. But why am I going to spend my hard-earned shards? A lot of ones. Uh, a lot of what you get from chests. Which I like because you are a super polite, seeming android most of the time. But every time you come across a chest, you fucking open it up and then you kick it down inside. You open it up, kick it on inside, and then you pick up the shards and then you just leave it on inside like a little littering asshole. Fucking at least pick it back up and close it, you son of a biscuit. But why am I going to spend my hard-earned money on these fucking kids? they better i i haven't done it yet because i didn't have enough coin because i I bought the tracker right off the bat because it's super important they better give me something fucking good for that thing they better give me something good there are other instances in these various missions where it says you need something and you look in your inventory so there's a lot of the, the adventure game thing of having of getting items and then using them or combining them to complete tasks uh and complete objectives. But there are times where it it, it it doesn't make sense why I can't do certain things. For instance, I have this robot creature I, I came in on, or I arrived in this place on, and it stopped functioning and needs a battery. I found a battery, tried using it with it, didn't do a damn thing. And it's because that battery is clearly going to need to be used with the game bot, but what apparently I'm going to get a different type of battery, but it, it doesn't make that differentiation, it doesn't make it clear that you need a, a certain type of battery. There are these cases where it seems like what I'm trying to do should work and it's not letting me do it, and it's annoying. And there are also things where you can't do anything until you. Reveal that it's an option. Via dialogue. Eh, I'm not always fond of. Certain things being locked. Until you. As the character in the game. Realize you can do them. I know that I can do them. So let me do them. But outside of that. The other big gameplay element. That may. As I play more if I play more that maybe the the majority of gameplay is the stealth side and of course since they describe themselves as a stealth platformer I'm presuming it's going to be a lot of that that stuff is super boring super simplistic super frustrating and tedious because it's just a lot of waiting and hiding uh, with the majority of it being okay here's an enemy They're going to walk their path back and forth, never, never changing from it. And you will have a handful of parts of uh, the environment that you can hide behind that are outlined in white. When you are successfully behind them and and hidden, it will, the, the outline will change to green and you just crawl between these objects Staying hidden when their back is not turned away. And you just move as you're free to to move. And that's it. That's, That's the stealth gameplay. I don't know if you'll eventually get tools. I did find a box I could hide under. But that is the only addition to stealth gameplay I got. And I never used it. So I don't know when that is going to or if it'll ever be something I need to use. Or just something that is there in case you want to use it. But the the biggest concern I had, which was the stealth gameplay, turned out to live up to my greatest fears in being not great. Because stealth gameplay, as many of us know is really really hard to do and there are only a handful of games that have done it really 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 well plenty of games that are just like "Uh, okay and then in the case of the library Babel, it's kind of on the edge of it's okay but it's also incredibly simple and therefore it's not particularly fun and it just elongates a lot of what you're doing and just makes things take longer than they would otherwise, and then you're doing a lot of running back and forth between switches to activate this, and then activate that, and there's a additional disconnect when you open a door right by an enemy, and they don't... The door just opened, dude. Who opened it? Maybe investigate? Do something? Change your... your routine a little bit? Have something that happens in-game that... Makes you not look like a fucking idiot. So, beautiful game. Where sometimes the, the the visuals can make it hard to read. What is part of the world and what isn't. Fantastic animation. A story that is probably interesting. If you don't have comprehension issues. And then gameplay that is pretty meh Not bad, but... Nothing special, and more tedious than anything else. So, sadly, I would I would hold off. I, I'd wait for a sale. If if it sounds interesting to you, but it, what I, what I'd say probably is, if you look into the game. You can maybe watch my stream and you can maybe get a handle of the story. If the story is doing a lot for you, then I'd say it might be worth picking up because there's a lot there. There's a lot there. You can talk to a lot of people, got dialogue options, all that jazz. So if the world is compelling to you, I think, I think you'll probably get, you'll be able to deal with some of the, the, ways in which the game itself is lacking that is the library of Babel played on Xbox uh, and I think it's on pretty much everything let me let me let me check that real quick for y'all The library of Babel not the library oh Babel now this is there's a short story I don't know if this is I don't know if the game is in any way related to the short story because I, I don't know anything about the short story it is on, yeah, everything. PlayStation Five, PlayStation, PlayStation. It's on PlayStation Switch, Xbox, and PC. Wait, it has a Mac. It's on Mac too. Well, there you go, baby. Is it on Mac? I don't know how to tell if something's on Mac on Switch or on Steam. Where does it say that? Oh no, there. It's it's showed Mac via Google. But Steam, I only see the Windows logo, so. Your mileage may vary. Mac users. Though, I don't know why anyone... Mac users gaming, get out of here. Then the other game I played is Supplyce. Which is a classic first-person shooter in the vein of... Your classic games like Doom, Duke Nukem, etc. I guess they're, I guess they're. We're calling them boomer shooters or whatever. But we, we you know, this this is a sub genre of the fef, the fef. I was gonna say FFps of the fps genre that has become pretty popular over the last what five or so years, with a lot of games that I can't, I can't even think of a single freaking name of them. I, I I wouldn't put stuff like Turbo Overkill in this particular space because this is very much so like it has the, the visual aesthetic that is ripped from the 90s. It looks great. It looks fantastic. And it plays pretty well. It has controller support. The controller support. You can play with the controller, but you're going to miss out on... The accuracy you would have with the mouse and keyboard, because there is no aim assist of any kind that I was aware of when I used a controller. There, there is the, the closest thing to aim assist is the fact that it, it would seem that if you're shooting at an enemy and maybe you're a little bit to the left of them, the bullets are still they'll still hit the the, the thing, but you're you're not. There's no kind of snapping or anything of that nature. So if you're not able to at least get yourself within the general vicinity of an enemy when shooting, you're not going to hit them. But, and this is an early access game, with only one episode currently in the game, and then a bonus episode that uh, I'm not sure about the length of that one. But there isn't a, a lot there, and as good as the game looks, As good as it sounds, as pretty good as it feels, the weapons that you have currently, which are the only, the the weapons I've used are your your main melee starting weapon, which is this type of drill that you can use to drill up enemies up close, or it can, using its power that recharges on its own, uh initiate a type of audio shockwave that can disintegrate. Not not disintegrate. It can make enemies basically explode. Like it, it's so powerful that if you're right up on an enemy, it works the same as a shotgun would. But then in addition to that, you have an assault rifle and a shotgun. This assault rifle feels pretty all right. The shotgun is okay, but... Many often, and I, I, I fall somewhat in this camp, your shooting is only as good as your shotgun. And I did not like using the shotgun all that much. It was a last resort weapon, except when fighting against these really big enemies who just charge at you and seem to take a lot of assault rifle bullets, but not that many shotgun blasts for whatever reason. It it didn't seem like a one-to-one thing. It it, it seemed very much like the shotgun is meant for these enemies because they're so big, you're not going to miss them with your shotgun blast, and then the shotgun does significantly more damage, seemingly to those, than the assault rifle. But the weapons just weren't that satisfying, which then... In there and uh, makes the, the gameplay itself not that satisfying but more so than that the level design was incredibly lacking. A lot of these games for one, they often have secret areas where you can find something and it's always rewarding when you discover these secrets. The secret areas in this game, are fucking the laziest bullshit secret areas i've maybe ever experienced in a game like this because they're not secret areas the secret areas are the equivalent of here are some tents and you go in them at one end of a tent maybe behind two bushes is an item you, you go and pick it up and it's like secret area It's just the fucking bushes, man. It's not a secret area. It's behind some bushes. That's not a secret area. That is not a secret area. And there are so many instances where the secret area is just, hey, here, or there are three doors. One of them is a secret area. (laughs) Why? Why? It's so fucking stupid. But then the level design is kind of dull and not so much it's somewhat more vertical in nature than a lot of classic shooters from the 90s and you don't have a jump which I understand as a staying true to shooters from that era Uh, because I also believe I read somewhere I'm not sure if I I didn't look into it to, to, to confirm that this is a development team made of a lot of original doom modders which kind of checks out but as much as the lack of a jump feels true to the era they are milking that they are they are uh, clearly inspired by It felt missing. It felt like it was something that should be there and wasn't. And that was something I eventually got used to. But I never liked the fact that I could not jump. It felt like it should be there. And it just wasn't there because... Hey, the old games didn't have the jump, so we can't have the jump. You know what? You're not an old game. You can change things up in ways... So just do it. And then, more so than that... As dull as the level design is... and uh, I, I would like to see some of that reworked. I don't, I don't expect that. The bigger problem is that... The enemies suck. They are some of the most boring enemies. You, th- you think the level design was dull? The enemies are super fucking boring. You have your base marines or whatever... Who will shoot at you. whoop de doo And then you have this type of alien creature... That will shoot at you. And glide at you, snap at you, so it can, from a distance, just snap right onto you and get up close. All right. You have these Langolier-looking flying things that they spit acid, but they're whatever. And then those big kind of minotaur-looking dudes who just charge at you and you pull out your shotgun, take them out pretty easily, and that's that. It's all very straightforward in terms of the way things work. Pick up armor, pick up health. You can go past your health with the small vials up to 250. The armor system is a little bit confusing. Because it seems like... I don't, know, I don't know how the armor system works exactly. Exactly. Because you can have armor and still lose health while still having armor on you, but it's not that you're losing health because you're taking fire damage or something that would specifically negate armor. It's early access, so that's an important thing to keep in mind. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, the time frame on it is. Let me check that. Let's go. Early access. Why early access? Uh, da, da. Holy shit. Supplies has been in on and off development for about 14 years. My god. Maybe that shows why a lot of the design and stuff is or feels dated because the game started development so freaking long ago. Pro- approximately how long would this game be in early access? After the initial early access release to the first episode, of the plan for the inter... Production of the following five episodes to keep a tight schedule with a new batch of content. A full new episode will launch every two to three months, leading to the release of the sixth and final episode. The full launch of the game, bringing us approximate Q2. They expect to be in early access until Q2 of 2024. And my hunch would be when I see something like that, I look, I, I say, All right. Probably fall of 2024 then. And it's currently at 15 bucks. They say that uh, when the game officially comes out, full release, it may go up, but no more than 20 bucks. Not 20 dollars more, but 20 dollars total. So you can jump in now or not if you want. On the first playthrough, the first episode of Sticks. Two and a half to four and a half hours to beat, on average, depending on the player's approach and selected difficulty level. I'd say that that checks out. So you know, if if you're into early access and boomer shooters, you can give it a go. But I wasn't over. I had an okay time with it, but it didn't. It didn't do anything to, to really wow me, and I think part of the problem. Too, is that we have so many games like this now. It, it has become such a pop, uh, popular subgenre that you have a lot more competition in the, in the market space. And Supplyce the the is s- kind of nice. I, don't know. I was trying to find a subway to do a, a rhyme for the whole word supplies and not just. Nice and nice and kind of, and you saw what happened there. But that that's it in terms of what I've been playing. So again, that's supplies PC only for now. Maybe when it nears, it's a uh, full release. It'll it'll uh, come to consoles as well. I don't know if that's even in the works or it's been talked about. But uh, yeah. So that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again. I am Marcus Nez. You all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. And all my links of import can be found over at pxsausage.com. That's the site, the YouTube, the Patreon, the art I make, streaming, all that jazz, pxsausage.com. And uh, yeah, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a Wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. So for now, adios, uh, a Riva Bye.